What is up, everyone? This is Alex Lieberman, co-founder and CEO of Morning Brew. Welcome back to Founders Journal, my personal audio diary, where I give you, the business builder, the tools you need to think better in order to build better, whether that's building a business, a team, or a new product. Last week, I had a really, really special experience that I will remember for the rest of my life. Austin and I appeared on one of the largest business podcasts in the world, a show that gets millions of downloads per week, a podcast that got me into podcasting in the first place. Here's a quick clip from it. Today, my conversation with Alex Lieberman and Austin Reef, co-founders of Morning Brew. Morning Brew is a podcast and a series of newsletters that focus on business in quick, digestible bites with more than two and a half million subscribers. Last October, Business Insider paid about $75 million for a majority stake in Morning Brew. But just six years ago, Alex and Austin founded the company from their dorm rooms as a side project to stay sharp on business before graduating. Do you recognize that voice? That is Guy Raz, the host of How I Built This, one of the largest interview shows in the world. Past guests include Howard Schultz of Starbucks, Katrina Lake of Stitch Fix, John Mackey of Whole Foods, Kevin Hart, and so many more. Today, I am not going to just talk about the interview with Guy. You can listen to that if you'd like. I'm going to talk about my thoughts around the interview and how I process big moments in my entrepreneurial career like this one. Let's hop into it. Making an appearance on how I built this was a top five moment of my morning brew experience. It was right up there with hitting a million subscribers, getting to 50 employees, and hitting $20 million in revenue. But similarly to these accomplishments I just mentioned, there is always something interesting and peculiar about my emotional response to these moments. It's neutral. Here's what I mean. There were moments of this is really cool that I experienced during the process. They were cool, but did not define the experience. Here are three of them. For example, when we first confirmed with the producers of How I Built This that we'd be on the show, I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to be interviewed by the godfather of podcasting, Guy Raz. And then a second moment was when we logged onto the digital recording studio the day of the interview. We saw and heard Guy speaking to us. That's when I was like, this is a surreal moment. It's really happening. The interview had actually been canceled and pushed back once, so I was worried it may never happen. And then the third moment was on the day that the episode was released, I started getting messages from friends, family, and people I haven't spoken to in 15 years. This was the final moment that was really validating and solidified the gravity of the experience. Emotionally, I was excited, but I wasn't euphoric. If there was a scale from zero to 10, zero being your temperament during a normal day of work, and 10 being the happiest, most euphoric moment of your life, I'd put this experience at a five. I've always had a relatively neutral way of being. And it's this unintentional mindset that has left me with questions for myself, like, can I truly experience things fully? And if this is my response to a career-making moment, will I ever be a 10? The answer to those questions are, I don't know. 
but it's important to understand how this mindset serves me in my career and in life. The first thing I have to do is remind myself that there isn't one way to process great experiences or horrible experiences. My experience is the right experience for me. And oftentimes I have trouble grasping that. I tend to judge the weight of my emotions that I feel and even anchor them relative to other people. The second way that I think about just my feelings of neutral is it is how my body preps itself to perform on a big stage. Choosing neutrality allows me to stay poised and confident no matter the stage I'm on. I could be performing at the Super Bowl. I truly don't believe that I'd act any differently than if I was on guy show or me practicing a pitch in front of my girlfriend at home. And that ability to stay calm and poised no matter the size of the stage is a really powerful and unique thing. It's an asset of mine. But it can also be a dangerous thing. This natural stoic attitude can dull experiences in my professional and personal journeys. And as Morning Brew has grown, the most important thing I've realized is there's nothing more special than the journey itself as you're building and growing your creation. I'm obviously not going to change the way that I process these massive moments overnight, but I do think allowing myself to pause and be mindful of these experiences and just truly acknowledge how cool they are is a really important step for me to take. I often worry that I don't give myself that permission. That was the first big thing that I've been thinking about as I reflect on the interview with Guy. The second thing I'm thinking about is actually something that gives me permission to not feel this euphoria that I was talking about before and worrying about me not feeling. And that's the fact that big moments are not like a light switch that is zero or one. Big moments are the result of smaller incremental actions that happen over time. They are more like a light that isn't controlled by a switch, but is controlled by a dimmer. And when you go from the off position to the on position, it takes, you know, a number of seconds and progressively gets lighter. Very few things in your career are leapfrog moments. For me, two examples were hitting a million subscribers and doing $20 million in revenue for the business. But they weren't zero to one light switch moments. They were dimmer moments. Every day for five years, we watched our subscriber numbers go up by 10, 100, 1,000 subscriber increments. So while hitting a million subscribers was a massive milestone that we celebrated as a team, the emotions we felt towards it weren't as if we went from zero to a million and had just hit the lottery. Instead, the emotions matched this progression of linear growth over a long period of time. We celebrated intermediate wins between zero and a million, like hitting 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, and so on. And this isn't to say that there isn't opportunity for me to be more present to wins and milestones along the way, but I do think people equate major business moments to hitting the lottery when it's actually way more like getting a promotion in a job after years and several other promotions or achievements that got you to that point. Appearing on How I Built This, it was a similar feeling for me. It was this result of, you know, several intermediary wins in the business and also other big interviews on big podcasts along the way, whether that was, you know, being on Barbara Corcoran's podcast a few months ago or being on other, you know, big podcasts like the Digiday podcast a year or two ago. Recognizing this took away some of the emotional high of the moment because the emotional high the euphoria, it's actually distributed 
to other emotional moments over the last several years. So rather than there being this kind of like one peak, imagine a bunch of small peaks that happen over time as you hit these intermediary milestones or wins. This interview, beyond thinking about the neutrality of my emotions, my stoicism, and actually how it's potentially okay to not feel this euphoria, it also pushed me to reconcile my own ego. While I personally would obviously love to not have an ego, it would be a lie if I said I didn't have one. It's part of my competitive nature and my drive to win. I truly believe it's what has helped me to get to this point in my career. When I think back to the early days, I think it's what gave us that fire to build Morning Brew. When people told Austin and I in the early days of the business that what we were building wouldn't work, we felt even more of a chip on our shoulders to prove them wrong and watch them sit in our success when it happened. That was our egos talking. My ego was talking after the How I Built This interview as well. While Austin and I were on How I Built This, I wasn't lying about that, and we did do an interview with Guy Raz, it wasn't 100% the same interview that the CEO of Slack or the founder of Chipotle did. Our interview was part of the How I Built This Resilience series, which was started in the last year as a response to everything going on in the world. The point of this sub-franchise of How I Built This is to interview executives about their experience navigating so much change and turbulence and the learnings from that experience. And while this episode appears in the same podcast feed as every other episode, and it is still part of How I Built This, and it does get millions of ears listening to it, there's just a feeling of incompletion and not ultimate success. My ego felt provoked by this feeling of being the B team of how I built this. The A team, like, you know, the, the CEO of Away Luggage or, you know, the founder of Beyond Meat, they get a longer interview. It's generally a larger and more well-known company. And all of these things made me feel like we were getting relegated to the minor leagues. This isn't to say I wasn't incredibly excited or grateful to be on the show, but it was an unexpected tension that I felt when we went through this process of recording the interview and having it released. And I think there's a few ways that I can just process this, I don't know, weird thought in my mind. The first is I can appreciate just how big of a moment this was, regardless of whether we were on the B team or the A team of how I built this, because it's still a huge podcast. The second way I can process it is feeling more of a fire than ever before to be back on the show in the future, but as a member of the A team of interviews. What I will say is option number one, <laughs> just appreciating the moment, is probably the healthier option. But if I'm being honest with myself, I'm probably going to process this moment in both ways. I have respect and admiration for the opportunity, but I also have more drive than ever to be back on as an AT member in the future. The appearance did move the dimmer up to create more light, but it wasn't a switch that lit up the entire room. And I want to get to that place. As always, thank you for listening to Founders Journal. If you want to check out the full interview that we did with Guy Raz, head over to How I Built This on the Apple Podcast app or Spotify, and you'll find our interview. And if you want to give Founders Journal the chance to one day be as big as How I Built This, I would love for you to leave a review for the show. 
on the podcast app on your iPhone. All you need to do is, I believe, select a number of stars and leave a note if you choose. And if you do that, not only will I get more listens, it would just mean the world to me. I'm so thankful for this community and I love hearing from all of you. Thank you so much for listening and I will catch you next episode. Take it easy, everyone. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard.